Hello there, No BS Leadership Podcast listeners. We hope you had a joyous Christmas season and we're getting ready for the new year. How about it? Hey, I'm here with my friend, Mr. Jeff McLaughlin. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Super pumped for New Year. Yeah. In the house. Good morning. Uh, Oh, it's Mike. He's, uh, obviously, he, he's uh, still recovering from the Christmas party. Uh, we'll talk quietly around Conroy. Dr. Sam, how you doing, my friend? Present, sir. Present? He, he, you got coal in your stocking. You didn't just, uh, oh, man, for the 18th year in a row. Dang it. Uh, there you go. And Myra Hall, good morning to you. A good afternoon. Good evening. Yeah, or good night. On, on what time zone you're in, uh, for sure. But hi, everybody. And I am so looking forward to the new year. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's kick this new year thing off, Myra. In fact, we'll stay with you. It's that time of season to make goals and resolutions and stuff. What do you have for us? What are you going to do for new year? I'm going to do what I always do is I don't do resolutions. I, uh, I figured out that resolutions don't work for me. It's what, I don't know that I've ever followed a resolution past three weeks before I've, it's gone by the wayside. I start out with good intentions, but it never makes it past, it, I know I've never made it to February with them. That's probably not uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, it's about 70% of the people. So that makes me feel like I'm in good company anyway. But I feel like I'm just pushing out failure. I I, I want to be on this boat. I want to get these things done. But I'm just pushing quitting out just a little further so that I can stay with my peers. I don't know. But <laughs> goal setting is a, it's a completely different language than what most people how they treat it you set a goal yeah. and you it's just something it's a wish it's not a goal mm-hmm. and i have some pretty strong opinions on what goals should include but more than anything sure. is knowing what you want your life to look like really not what somebody else wants your life to look like not what's expected out of you and not what you should do rather than what you can do and I think you've got to really explore that before you make any goals. Mm-hmm. Well, like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So New Year's isn't about setting goals, it's introspection. Who where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? Those kind of things. Yeah, and leave the word should out because that's other people's goals for you. Mm-hmm. Do you also, when you're doing that, Myra, do you look at who you need in your life? To make that happen? I look at it not in a lot of different ways, actually. I look at what resources do I need? Mm-hmm. What lights my fire? That's really important to me. Am I going to enjoy this? Because it's no secret that I've got less life to live than you guys do, potentially. And yeah, sure. like I, I, I told, talk back to my wife. And, <laughs> and but I, I told my husband the other day, I, he was asking me, some questions. And I said, I don't want to worry about or hang on to anything that I can't take with me. And you know what? There's very little that is worth hanging on to when you apply that filter to it. Very little. So my goals for are more about how can I be the best of who I am? And I have this philosophy 
that everybody's born with a gift, the gift of the world. And if they don't give it, then it's lost for all time. Mm -hmm. It's lost for all time. And how would you like to get at the end of your life and the first person you meet is the person that you could have been? Mm. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and somebody asked me that question about three years ago, and it literally changed my thought process. Because yeah. what have you done with everything you've been given? And this is how I approach goal setting, although I don't call it goal setting. I call it fulfillment of who I am. That's a mindset shift of thinking about what are the, the sure, it's got to be, if you're going to look at it, there has to be some measurable metric to it. And maybe that's how you feel, that passion piece of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm happier. I'm less stressed. Maybe that right there allows you to be more what you're put on the planet for and allows you to help other people and fills you up as well. There's going to be people like that. There's going to be people that I really want to make buttloads of money so I can help other people, or I just want to make buttloads of money so I can have a fancy car. I think that goal is not going to get you as far as helping other people and making an impact, but that's a mindset shift that a lot of people are working on. Honestly, I think yeah. even us as entrepreneurs. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with setting a goal for more money in the bank because we all have to have money. Mm -hmm. uh, or, and you want to enjoy your life and, and you could enjoy it more with a spider, say, car. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is when you do it because somebody expects you to do it. If the gang is all buying Mercedes and you want to fit in, so your goal is to buy a, a Mercedes so you fit in, what do you have when you reach that goal? A fancy car. And and no fulfillment. Yeah. And no yep. fulfillment. That's true. You, you can't take you. Yeah, I went from a, a rather sporty car. It was uh, Crossfire. Mm -hmm. And I drove it for eight years and got a lot of darn that thing. It's noon here. It does it every time. And I, I bought when I, I remember when I bought that car, it was my criteria is it had to be sporty, had to be fun. Mm -hmm. Those and they and it fit that category. This time around, eight years later. I had to be able to get into it comfortably. <laughs> so I, I, people are used to me driving sporty cars because I've always really liked them. But mm. this time I needed to be able to get into it without a crane. And, and with, <laughs> with a crossfire, it just was just getting more and more difficult because you, you sit really low. It's a, it's a low car. Yeah. So, yeah. so but my point in with goals is it's got to fit you. It's fit the life that you are trying to set up first for you and then for the ones that you affect, that you impact. Mm -hmm. So, so I even think collectively, why do we think that people wait for the turn of the calendar to set these goals? What's the gap between waiting for that and doing it today? Great choice. Same with health and fitness. Why there's always a disconnect of I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I'll I can, I'll start to plan for it. But if you're always in that perpetual planning process, you never actually get the actions that create the results. And so people get paralysis analysis or I'm too busy. I can't do it. I'll, I'll set that for a New Year's resolution. Resolutions don't work. Goals do. Goals have to be for yourself, which is that 70% failure rate. Why you're just pushing off failure. If you start now though, just do the little things. It's what can you do? Like I love Meyer asked that. What can you do? I ask that all the time. My boys get sick of it. They're like, Oh, what was me? And I'm like, what can you do? Hey, we know we're going to see what can they do. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but it's, yeah, really, what can you do? Like right now in this moment, well, I guess I could breathe a little bit. 
Okay, cool. Start with that. Take a few deep breaths and <laughs> slow your roll and quit giving me attitude. Okay, child, thank you. I love you. <laughs> Here for your support, not your attitude. <laughs> Coming up on a spinoff episode of No More Parenting BS. So, the Conroy, I'll throw this one at, 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 towards you. So, we, we have these goal setting or or resolution, and Myra's been talking about it maybe more on a personal level. Do, do all the things she's talking about hold true at a corporate level? Is this the time of year for companies to set resolutions and goals and those kind of things? I think, yeah, I, I think that you're, you start hitting January and February when companies start having their retreats and their goal setting for the year. And I remember working for the Boy Scouts, so we'd go away for three days and we'd pull out the charts and the flip charts and drill down how much money we were going to raise, how many kids we were going to recruit, all that stuff. I think it's more matrixy. I think leaders need to, I think leaders are more inclined to come up with how are they going to change their leadership skills or how are we going to fine tune ourselves? I don't know if it's, we're going to fine tune the company. I think it's going to be, I'm going to fine tune the company by me fine tuning my own personal skills. I think it's more about let's set up our goals for this year and how are we going to set up our benchmarks so we know we're one of the organizations I'm working with is doing like they it's funny because they don't wait to the new year to do that they're like this is not this is an annual process we do this every single year and we have our yeah. five-year prediction and our five-year goals that we're working on right now because this is what we want to look like in five years and every single year we reevaluate and that goes out another five years because they recalibrate the five years recalibration and it's a constant process and looking yep. at what you know, what, what's going on right now? Like looking at supply chain issues and wait, how is that going to affect our five-year plan because of right. what's happening right now? Do we have to readjust or can we double down or what can we do? It's, and it's never, doesn't happen every January. It's happening constantly and the, the executive team is working together to make sure that the company is still moving forward towards those goals that they set. And they're looking at, well, wait, five years ago, did we meet what we ex meet or exceed what we wanted from five years ago. So there, it's not a new year's resolution. It's a goal setting. It's not even goal setting. It's, this is the business plan and we adjust it accordingly because they're micro adjustments that they need to make so that they can create positive change for the entire organization. I don't know. How, I think Geyer's the only one that was in corporate America. Um, it was, we would do a thing called baselining would say, okay, this is where we are now. This is where we want to be in five or 10 years. And every year you stair step it. And every year we would, so we would eat the elephant every, for us, three year chunks. So after when the year completed, we'd say, okay, how did we do? And then recalibrate for the next three years. But six months into the year, we would look at how to be real, to be realistic. We looked every month on how we were doing, right. but, but at the end of, at the end of six months, we would look at the budget and say, okay, are we on pace to, to meet our budget? Are we on pace with the employees we have? Are we on pace? with the production we're trying to do. But that just, you're constantly looking at those numbers. So then when you'd have your retreat at the end of the year, you say, okay, this is how we did. This is how it fits in the 10-year the baseline, which is now the next year. And then let's recalibrate. So you're constantly, like you said, you're constantly stepping the stairs. Now, are those years that you come up short? Sure, it, it happens, but that's part of the recalibration. Are we being realistic? Why? Was there a change in the market? Was there a change in funding? Was there a change? Was there a change? Was there a change? But I think businesses are always looking to recalibrate. So to sit down and do a, a, a uh, for the, for leaders to do an end of the year resolution, I don't know if that's what they'd call yeah. it. So, so Dr. Sam, your thoughts on, because I was thinking is both Conroy and McLaughlin were talking there, 
that we have all these plans, whether we call them goals or plans or resolutions or whatever. And as Myra said at the top of the show here, that about 70% of the people don't attain their resolution that they set. And that to me is somewhat or maybe all what about accountability, corporately or personally. So give me your thoughts on what can we do as individuals or as leaders in companies to be accountable to the goals and resolutions and plans that we set. For sure. So the accountability starts with setting the goal itself. If we use an artificial date, i.e. January 1, to set an artificial goal that we think we should do, but our hearts are in it, it's not going to take. So the first part of that is, is this actually something you're going to do? And if so, how precisely? And once that process gets started, you get the how and the what to the why, then having somebody from outside nudge you and say, hey, you said you're going to do these things. Are you getting, how's your progress? And not just to prod, but to celebrate with and have that conversation along, along the way. I was doing my a couple of decades worth of higher ed work. That's what we did along the way because we couldn't know if graduation rate would change because it took a full year to see just for one mm-hmm. cycle. Yeah. Just to see if our first year students stuck around or not. So you celebrate the little things along the way, but you don't do that without somebody raising their hand and saying, here's the data we've got. Here's what we said we would do. Where are we? How's it going? And having somebody do that for you just forces you to look at your own work. And it's huge. And like I said, it's celebrations, it's accountability, and it's process. And without a process, like Mara said, your goal is just a wish that you blow like a dandelion out into the wind. It just doesn't mean anything. And so one of the, yeah, the key I heard in there, correct me if I'm wrong or everybody jump in here, is that it has to be, I'm going to, I'm yeah, I'm going to go all this way. It has to be someone other than you that's helping you be accountable. There's something about the human spirit or the human condition that to hold ourselves accountable to things we said we were going to do is just much harder to do. You, You need somebody else to as part of the process to hold you accountable. What's really interesting, I'm just not getting this in my head, so forgive me if it comes out super clumsy. We are our own worst critics and we give ourselves the most grace. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't yeah. Well, well, you know, I'm, here's all the reasons I didn't do it. You know, I, I can't be expected to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. At the same time, beat ourselves up for not doing it. <laughs> so right. having that, that outside party is huge to give you the objective yeah. point of view. As your company's creating goals, don't you divvy them up into the different departments? So everyone's got a piece of that goal. Well, they should all have input into what those goals yes. are so that they know that they're realistic. Because if you said, uh, we're going to quadruple our revenue this year. Okay, yeah. that's pretty yeah. awesome, Bob, but how? <laughs> yeah, you got to have buy-in. Right, you have to have buy It has to be realistic. Yeah. Like, really. Uh, I think that is, you can't miss this on a personal level mm-hmm. because accountability starts with personal buy-in. Yep. Right. It absolutely does. Yes, you need somebody, you need a coach, you need a trainer, depending on what your goal is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it you have to buy into it. Yeah. You personally, it has to touch you in a way that you want to do it. And I've seen so many people stumble when they're trying to do something for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one of the most fun I ever had was building a strategic plan. And I just came up with the four goals of the company. We came up. The board and I came up with the four goals of the company and I went to each one of the departments and I said, these are the four goals of the company. How is your department going to address these four goals? And they came up with them. And some of them were incredibly creative. 
and I could go into it, but this podcast isn't long enough, but it was about turning around apartments, getting people in there so we can get more money, having things ordered in advance. The housing department went all in on it and they cut they cut wait times, they they cut budgets, they improved income all within one year. And by having them say, okay, this is the goal. How are you going to do it? And let them, they will amaze you. They will amaze you. And it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. And realizing the goals that are set, we can't always affect the things we want to affect. But what can we do? Jeff was right. saying, what is the input we, do, we can't have? And what I'm thinking of is, when my higher ed days, I was working in student conduct. I couldn't reduce the number of cases or increase them, frankly, because students will behave in a certain way. I couldn't control how many alcohol violations or people hurting people happened. What I could control is how quickly those cases came through our process and to serve the student in that way. So it was a good way to set a goal to say, we're going to reduce the number of days between incident to outcome yeah. in service of the student. And it was a way to motivate the team and get things moving that we, the control we had was in that space, not somewhere exterior. Yep. No, it's, it's measurable. You could see your success rate. Yep. Yeah. If you're, that's one of the hard parts, like with education, if we're going to wait for a year to see what the graduation rates are, holy cows, that's a really long time to see if you're successful or not. And to know whether or not your actions are actually successful. Right. So right. like, those small metrics of I can't control what they're going to do, but I can control my part of it, which is from time of incident to time of actual resolution. What if we shorten that by 10%? How What kind of difference does that make? Does it make right. a difference in the graduation rate? Those kind of things where it's like the little things are actually really big things. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and you bring up such a good, I, I love it when a point jumps out because when you look at where you are and where you want to be, it's a huge jump for a lot of times. It's a key and it, and it's just, it can be discouraging. Mm -hmm. So if you can, from the very beginning, much like what you were just saying is find those KPIs that you can follow that tell you you're making progress. Every time you can look at those and celebrate that rather than think, so you, you've completed something rather than made a little progress. Mm, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I did a sit up. Why don't I have six pieces? So one pack abs now. That is that good enough for right now? <laughs> one pack abs. It's a start. Hey, it's I'd, love, really I'd love to start. just find them. Just yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I don't have six pack abs. I've got a whole carrying case. It's all problem. <laughs> I've got a keg. <laughs> and and McLaughlin hasn't laid it out a bit, although he's talked about every part of how do you set a goal, and goals should always be specific, measurable attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Yep. That's exactly what you've been talking about. And 100%. That, that, right, that sounds, oh, that's something in a book you read and it doesn't really work. No, BS, it does work. And yeah. you just have to follow the process. Yep. And that's right. whether we're talking about us as individuals and what our individual goals, what we started out at the top with Myra is talking about, or your corporation, and, and back to kind of what Conroy was talking about, that, and here's some goals, and then we went to the people, and they came up with creative ideas to make these goals very specific and you know measurable and all of those things. That, that follow the process, guys. It'll and, work, and and they're accountable. Uh, I was going to say you need a smart goal, yeah, a for accountability, yeah, or a smarter goal, like a smarter smart goal. Up. Then you're aggressive about it. Then you're like, holy crap, you want abs? Those guys. They call you Smarticus. Yeah. Smarticus. That's Smarticus. <laughs> Smarticus. 
And make sure you, you you break it down into a series of smaller goals. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they're just, it's just, uh, psychologically, it's motivating to cross something off. And you can see progress. You can, you can see where you've come from rather than how far you have to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, think, or, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sam. That to me is a piece of why the New Year's resolution method fails so hard is because people set these giant, big, huge goals because by golly, my gosh, I'm going to change my whole humanity in this moment. So I'm going to lose, you know, a hundred pounds or whatever the, the goal is. And don't stop to think what's going to take in my actual change of behaviors to start losing weight. Never mind lose a hundred pounds, but exercise and diet and sleep and going to the doctor, all the things that go into that becomes overwhelming. So instead of doing any of them, we do none. And have some more cookies because I love cookies. They're my very favorite thing. Yeah. Um, you get down to to just going to the same old route because the change is overwhelming. Yeah. So earlier in the, in this episode, Myra was talking about to make a resolution. Everyone's an individual and everyone's got a footprint, which spurred me to remember. Do you guys know who Victor Wooten? Victor Wooten was a is a bass player, uh, prodigy. There. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, prodigy. <laughs> Played with Bella Fleck, and he now runs a, a a camp. So McLaughlin, you'd love that. He runs a music camp. He's amazing. And anyway, he did a, a a commencement speech at Stanford University, and and what he said in here, and this is one of my favorite things that he ever said. If you indulge me here, and you can cut this out, Myra, if you want, but it says <laughs> you have a fingerprint that's never been on the planet in the existence of of the history of humankind. Your fingerprint has never been here and never will be here again. That's special. Cool thing is no one can take that away from you. Your job is to improve on that specialness and present it to the world. Now we present it to the world by what we do. Now we present it to the world by what we do, but it always comes back to who you are, how you relate to people. Because when you leave here, believe it or not, the people more likely, more than likely, you're going to associate with, some of them are sitting right next to you. So it's now, it's how they see you today might determine how they see you tomorrow. And I think that's important because if you're going to make a resolution and if you're going to make goals for the year, you're trying to get people to buy into your corporate goals and it's led by you. So how people see you right now as that cheerleader and that motivator, you got to do it for the next 364 days. So how they see you today, they see you tomorrow. So right. that just resonated when my when you said that earlier. I was just like, and that's the, the fingerprint thing is it just blows me away because in all of humanity, nobody has the fingerprint from the very beginning of time till the end of time. We all have a unique f- fingerprint. We are unique, and if you want to exercise in that, sit in the airport and watch everybody <laughs> that comes apart across, and and you don't see anybody that looked like somebody else. No. I call it rubbernecking. Yeah, but it's just so interesting to me that there's just no two people alike. Your individual, even identical twins have different fingerprints. Have different fingerprints. Exactly. 
where they can be still incredibly different, even though they look past the lake. Yeah. And the best part is sitting in the airport and sitting there and, and judging people. That's always good. <laughs> <laughs> judging people is always good. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm not judgmental, but I do. <laughs> you just ruined that whole Victor Wooten thing. He has a video on YouTube. Look up Victor Wooten commencement speech. Is it much more eloquently than you? I, I, oh, he's a hell of a lot more eloquent. I'll, I'll look it up and put it in our show notes just so people can watch it if they want to. That'd be great. He's you know, we're, we're getting towards the end of this, and so we, we want to wrap up this, this very productive and interesting, I guess I would say, year, which we call 2021, and looking forward to 2022. And people, ma- make your goals, make your resolutions, call them whatever you want, but understand that you are here for a purpose. Wherever you are, you are here for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. And if you, if things aren't going or you think they should be different or better, they can be, but you have to do something different. And that's where this no leadership BS podcast group comes in. You can get a hold of us by emailing ask us at leadershipbs.co. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. That's one of, in fact, it's the driving force of why the five of us are together. We want to help you win. We want to help you find who you're supposed to be. It's in there somewhere. We just would love to help you find it and get it out. Your life will be better. Your business will be better. Your community will be better. And 2022 can be everything you dream it can be. You just need a little help and we're here to help you. How's that, everybody? I love that, Joe. Man, I got a little hype. I like to. I know. I like to end everything. Questions, comments, rude remarks. Quick around the table, McLaughlin. Oh man, awesome! Have a happy 2020 and do the best you can. And if you need us, let us know. Excellent, Conroy. Have a very happy New Year and let her buck. <laughs> Pendleton, Oregon, baby. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Happy New Year, everybody. Set those goals not because the calendar says so, but because you believe in it. Let's get this thing done. Oh, man, there's no BS right there. Good job. And Myra. Happy New Year, everybody. And remember that you are something special. You were born with a blueprint. And you have a design that's just especially for you. So this year, make it your goal to find out who that is. (laughs) There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. So for all of us here at the No BS Leadership Podcast, I'm Jeff Geyer. And we hope you have a healthy and prosperous. In fact, I'm praying for a healthy and prosperous new year for all of us and all of you. We'll see you next week.